Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Big Red and More podcast. I am your host, T-Bird. With me, of course, is my partner, Jaden. You can find us on uh, all social media, uh, Facebook. You can find us at, at Big Red and More on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Big Red and More 2. Jaden's Twitter handle is at Big Red and More 1. Um, you can also listen like and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Pod, and several others. So um, with us today, we got another special guest. Please help us welcome Brian. Brian, how's it going? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. All right. So we'll just go ahead and dive right into it. Um, pretty ugly loss to Purdue. Obviously, everyone's pissed off about it. Um, Brian, what's, what's your takes from the game? Oh, it was uh, just another disappointment, another bad loss to another supposed bad team, and it just lets you know that we are the bad team now, and that's pretty discouraging. Yeah, um, it, it. Yeah, I think me and Jade pretty much covered all of our thoughts on that game um, after the. Bon- or during the bonus episode when we went right after the game. Um, Jaden, was there anything that you've, you know, wanted to add over the thinking on it for the last couple of days? No, not really. I, you know, it, it, it still hurts. That, that's about all I can say right now as far as that game goes. Um, if you, th- you know, here's the thing. We're let's put it this way. We are one mistake from away from three. Okay. Three games. We made one or two terrible mistakes that could transform this entire season. Right. Mm-hmm. So we could be looking at, instead of four and five, we could be living looking at seven and two. Um, you, when you look at Colorado, I, I, you know, the flea flicker for what was it? 96 yards. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. And, you know, the outcome of that game could be way different. Um, Indiana, that knee fumble, that doesn't happen. That different outcome. Purdue, when we were driving down the field and we threw that interception at the, you know, uh, we were, you know, it, if we would have continued that drive, it would have been 17 nothing if we score a touchdown or even a field goal would have been nice. Um, you know, it's just those little things. You get those corrected, and we're seven and two. The problem is that we we never seem to get those things going our way. Um, another thing that bothered me as well is Edric Mills only had six carries against Purdue, um, and only eight carries against Indiana. Yet Wandell had uh, fourteen against Purdue and twenty-two against Indiana. Is there any? I mean, does anybody know why that would be? I mean, why are why are we running Wandell through the gut, but yet we're not we're not using our actual running back? Like, run. like, why are we does, playing favoritism to Wandell? Yeah, why why are we not using our one running back that can actually you know go between the tackles? And but yet we're using this guy. I mean, to me, you should be putting Wandell out. And throwing him passes, not handing it off, and having him try to go between the tackles—he's he, not made for that. 
Yeah. Brian, what do you think? Because that's kind of the same way they used to do it with Washington, too. They used to use Washington to run through the tackles instead of Mills even early in the season. I don't know if they're still punishing him for his fumbles earlier in the year or what, because he had some trouble with that. But, yeah, I, it's been making me wonder, too, because he definitely seems like more of the guy we should be trying to do that stuff with instead of Wandale. But I don't know. I don't know if it, if they think Wandale's the hot hand, so they got to keep going with him type of thing or, or what their thought process is there. But Yeah, I guess – I I agree. I think they could be using Mills more for sure. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, I don't think the fumbles – yes, obviously you don't ever want your running back to fumble, but what running back doesn't fumble, to be honest, especially more than power backs that are are running through more gauntlets, getting more hands, you know, around their arms and around the ball. So so I I guess I don't really – I don't really think that he's done anything to be punished. So I'm with I'm with you both. It's confusing to me as well. Like I don't I don't really have a logical answer on why they would do that. And especially around goal line. I mean, it makes no sense to have Dedrick Mills. I mean, he scored the first touchdown against Purdue. Um, he just powered his way through. And, and then you know the couple other times were near the goal line. They're trying to do you know, get fancy with it. And it's just like, just pound the rock and let's, let's get this in the end zone. But he, Dedrick Mills wasn't out there. It, I just, it, it's just mind boggling to me. I haven't understood our goal line play since day one with this staff, honestly, our in person goal from anywhere, really always being in the shotgun when you're inside the five yard line, especially, I think, need to be able to just line up and pound guys and we haven't yeah. ever done that. Yeah, just get under center and just just hand it off. <laughs> I thought that uh, I thought that know, they're pa- just they're trying to get too cute. I thought that Parker yeah. Parker Gabriel from uh, Lincoln Journal Star, I thought that he had a great tweet during the Purdue game that said first and goal seems like Mount Everest to this team. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a that's a good way of putting it. So, so even with all of these struggles that we're having, um, well, I guess before I dive into that, let's, let's stay on this just a hair more. Um, what did you guys think about Frost's post-game interview? And then if you've seen today's um, Monday interview, you know, what are you guys' thoughts on either one of those? Brian, you go ahead and go first. I saw his interview today. He seemed... I don't know, still kind of defining as far as when it came to Adrian type of stuff. I think people were trying to get him to talk about the quarterback situation a little more and get him to, I don't know, they were fishing to see if they thought McCaffrey or Vedral was a better option right now. And he was, he shot that down pretty quick, it seemed. And I don't know, I heard you talking that you think we should stick with Adrian, but I kind of think it's time to at least consider giving one of those other two guys a job. So I'll let you go from there, I guess. Uh, Jaden, what do you think? Uh, to me, from what, you know, I really didn't listen to either, but it all sounds like just coach speak. He's just going to continuously, you know, beat around the bush, um, not give away too much. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're. He's going to stand by Adrian as long as he can um, until something. I mean, until he just has a god awful game. I don't think you're really going to see any uh, changes being made. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just coach speak at this point. You know, it's the same thing every week. It feels like. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'll give you that. I guess we hadn't listened to the post game interview um, before we did our our uh, right after the game podcast, and we did. What? No, I we hadn't listened to it yet. We oh, okay. we went and did the podcast. Like, no, we went and did the yeah. podcast first. Um, actually, I think Chris might have listened to it, but anyways, uh, I thought he seemed a lot more. Like with the crackle in his voice and everything, like like he's hitting a real emotional, stressful plateau. Um, not to say that it's not his own fault on why he's there. That's not what I'm trying to say. Um, but I do think that he's. I don't know. I think I feel like it's really, really starting to hit home with him now. Like kind of a kind of way too late than it should have, but it's finally yeah. kind of sinking in a little bit. And then today's God, I wish I would have wrote this down. I completely forgot, but he had some things that he said that I liked, some things that he didn't. Um, God, I can't think of them right now, off the top of my head either. But yeah, it was a lot of, it was a lot of that stuff too. So, so I guess with that, moving moving forward here into this bye week, I read that they are going to be doing kind of what they did the same thing in the last bye week, how they are going to be out recruiting and everything still um i do like that we're we're still getting some top recruits like the sevian morrison that desmond trisdell or whatever is looking interested some 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 of the top guys i i really feel like we would have lost more due to us being terrible um, but Brian, I know you got a hot take on in-state recruiting. If you want to hit on that, I just think when he first got here, he was talking a big game about how he was going to surround the state and the 500 radius type of stuff. And I think the first year, he, well, the first year was Juergens, and I can't remember who else was in his class in-state-wise. But last year. It was especially easy for him because Heinrich and Hickman and who was the other big one? Piper. Yeah. We had Piper. we had some yeah. real high some real high Not end draft. state. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the top ones especially were national recruits, so right. it's easy to recruit those kids. But this year, when we got kids like Javon Ducker and uh, who's the other ones? Uh, Gifford, Isaac Gifford. Yeah. Um, there's a kid that's an eight-man kid that from Tyson Brock, I think. His name's Ty Han. I can't, Johnson Brock, that's yeah. the name of his Yeah. Kid. He's another one that he's got an offer from Wyoming and I think one other school. You know, there's just several kids like that that we're not giving offers to yet. I think he's kind of forcing them to either take a walk on or go elsewhere type of thing where I think Kids like that, we need to be given given scholarships to, and because those are the type of kids that stick around through crap like this that we're going through. 
yeah, the give, other kids. Given the amount other of guys kids from other states, you know, if stuff doesn't go their way right away, they're going to transfer out, like we've seen for years. You know, yep, so. that's what I was going to say. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think you're, I think you're right there. Who's who's that kid from Minnesota that they added today? That wasn't even didn't even have. He's a, that kid. Uh, yeah, he's a walk yeah. on. Yeah, I just seen that not oh. long ago. I, that was driving me crazy last night. I thought they gave him a scholarship, but turns out he was just a walk-on, so okay. that ain't so bad. Gotcha. Um, Jaden, what do you think about in-state recruiting? In-state? Uh, well, he's right. I mean, right right now, this year, we only have, what, one actual commit from the state? Is that right? Yeah. Best, yeah, uh, I think best, best. Yeah. Okay, that, yeah. And yeah. then we, we missed out on we missed out on Watts. Yeah. That that hurt. That hurt. But um yeah, I mean the talent isn't as far as star ratings go, is not there. But you pick up like you say, Ty Han, you get I guarantee or Isaac Gifford, I guarantee you you get them you offer them a scholarship, right? And you bring them onto the team and they're gonna try harder than anybody else on that team. I mean that's that's what you get with Nebraska boys. You get you get the the hardest working and the ones who care the most about that team. So you can't lose guys like this. You got to get guys like that. Um, you know, there's so many. I I don't know if they are you know waiting down the line to see. Okay, well we didn't get this guy from say Georgia or California, so we'll offer offer this. Kind of like a fan. Yeah. Yep. So well, even you know, even Watts, I think I think that happened with him because we were hard after Beth, and right, we were right. after his his two teammates too. We were we were at their games all the time after Heinrich and Hickman, and we were waiting to offer him. So that that probably pissed him off. Like, what the hell are you guys watching? You know, I'm right here yep. in front of you too, and <laughs> and. They weren't offering, so I bet that yeah. rubbed him wrong. Yeah, that that was a big miss right there. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you guys. Sorry, I'm just pulling up all of our in-state recruits here for a second, so just give me a sec. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think the in-state needs to – I definitely think there's a lot of – there's a lot of Nebraska talent that gets overlooked, and – Sure, maybe we're not like Ohio or California or Florida or any of those places for our high school guys, but, you know, as far as top end, you know, agility or, I mean, um, athleticism coming right out of high school. But I do think people underestimate the work ethic and how much they're going to put in there. So... So, like, here's one for you. I think you mentioned Swanson and Ducker and Gifford there. Gifford still isn't committed. Um, but, I mean, look at this athlete here, this Miko Mazner from from Kearney. 6'1". Going to, going huh? to Princeton, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and why haven't we sent two Odie's kid? An offer, probably because they'll just walk on. Is that what they're thinking? They expect they they expect them to walk on. Is what it is. Well, yeah, here, that's my guess. Here's a wild one for you. the The bottom guy, ranked eighth, this Baylor Brannon, 
Um, he's the bottom guy coming off here, and it's showing he's only like a 75. He's only a two-star, and it shows Nebraska. He must be a walk-on. I think he's a walk-on, yes. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah, I I definitely agree with you guys. We can't we can't rely on these Nebraska kids. Um, like we haven't been good enough for these kids t- for us to just expect these kids to just automatically walk on, right? I think that's kind of the point that we're all trying to get at. Yeah, especially when they have D one offers elsewhere, like Wyoming, and I know Gifford was offered by Oregon State as soon as Trent Bray went back there. They offered him immediately, so I would be shocked if he ended up going there. I, I think what this coaching staff is doing is expecting them to walk on, right, and not thinking they'll, not thinking they'll go anywhere else. So they're they're going to try and push it off as long as they can to to get them to walk on. I, I get their reasoning, um, but if it comes down to it, when they start getting D one offers from other bigger schools, why would they not take those? I would. I mean, if I were to Oh yeah, eighteen-year-old kid. I, I definitely take it. Yeah, we had the discussion in the group chat. I mean, Iowa, Iowa State, Kansas State. You know, even Oklahoma yeah. State offers you. Why wouldn't you go there instead of? Hell, I'd on. go to. I'd go to. I'd go to Kansas, man. Well, Kansas <laughs> is eh, maybe less miles Kansas now, but oh, have you been to well, Lawrence? <laughs> even be, even before you give me a free education, I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of weight to that. But um, what else you guys got? If anything you want to talk about as far as Nebraska football during the bye week? Uh, no, I was just, all I had was um, recruiting. I mean, the, you know that uh, Bryant Struther or whatever who we thought we were in pretty good shape with he ended up picking ucla this week that was a little disappointing yeah so there's another inside linebacker off the board um we really need inside linebackers so that what? that's kind of concerning we're, we're we're missing on all these guys so yeah what position is um what position is the kid from florida state that we're chasing or was committed to florida state you know what i'm talking about i believe he's a, i believe he's a linebacker is that right uh, I can't remember if he's a linebacker or a DM. I don't want to say defensive end. That's what I reason. thought, too. It might, yeah, it might be defensive end, actually. But, hey, if he's a hell of an edge rusher, we need that, too. Yeah. Well, that's what we, we need. need. We need We need line. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, we need linebackers, and we need a, a, a pass rusher. You know, we need some, You know, we need, like, the Randy Gregory type, but we have not been able to get one i mean we thought caleb tanner was going to be that and he well he's he's had a a couple good moments but hasn't really panned out so we really need to you know they need to focus on the defense right now yeah i agree um there's just not not enough depth um the defense i feel like we need to have a lot more depth than we necessarily do on offense because if they're going to be running the speed that they expect to and be going to three and either expecting a big play or going three and out the way that they have been going, that's too much for that defense to be on the field. And there's a reason why the defense can't close out games like that. So you need to be able to 
have the depth to be able to interchange them throughout the game so that these defensive players aren't going back on the field every literal five minutes, not play time five minutes, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, our offense is not sustaining drives. I mean, even if they do score, it's it's all pretty quick. And if they don't score, it seems like it's always a three and out. So we need, well, speed and depth and is with, well, endurance because obviously the the – we're never going to win time of possession. I don't think. I don't. I don't know if we have one time with Scott Frost. Mm, that's a no. Even if even if we're good, eventually it won't be much because we'll be scoring super fast. And exactly, yeah, time of possession will will always be on the short end of the stick there. Whether we're yeah, good we're never. Or we're <laughs> yeah, even when we say years down the road, even when we are clicking and everything's going great we're never going to have a top 10 defense it's just going to be impossible yeah yeah i agree with you guys um so do you guys think that there should be any assistance on the hot seat whether it be in season off season anything like that no well i don't because well, not right now, anyway, because kind of piggybacking off what we were just talking about as far as the defense goes, we're never going to be a top defense, I don't believe, even if we are good, a good football team, just because we're going to score so fast, our defense is going to be out there again, and then we're going to get scored on. That's just how it's going to be. And honestly, our defense this year has played good enough to win us several of these games it's just that we can't ever put a full game together as a team either our defense is playing good and the offense sucks or the offense is doing good then the defense sucks Mm -hmm. or they're both doing okay and then we give up a big special teams play it's just yeah it's it's one thing or another it's been that way all season yeah i think it's kind of like go ahead jade go ahead well that was kind of something i had written down here is you know it seems like Towards the the start of the game, we were actually the defense was actually doing pretty good. I mean, they were all getting to the ball, um, and you know, towards the end of the game, obviously, it feels like maybe <clears throat> I don't know. Do you think maybe they're worn out, and that's why we start to struggle towards the end of the game? Um, I would lean towards that if I had to pick a reason. Or do you think they feel pressured and uh, maybe, you know, they, they want to do their assignments, but they nobody wants to step up, you know? Um, so, you know, like, they don't want to – they don't want the ball thrown their way or go towards them in fear of screwing up Yeah. when it gets down to these tight games. Because uh... there was, like – there were so many – I mean, they lacked effort at times during Purdue. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, I give you that. Um, almost like like they're they have more pressure on themselves because they they can't rely on the offense to just come in and score for them. Like like almost like this defense should be a like they should be allowed to even if they make mistakes, they should be allowed to give up like twenty, twenty one points a game. And it's not the end of the world because we know the offense is going to put up like 35, right? Is like, is that kind of what you guys well, are getting at? 
kind of, I mean, the offense is not putting up the numbers that they should. Right, I get um, that. But I'm saying in in their perfect world, in their perfect situation, that's kind of their game plan. Whereas, like, okay, yes, I mean, we gave up 20, but ideally this offense is going to score okay. way more than 20. For, for this team, for Nebraska, the way we operate, for them to be successful, you're going to give up probably at least 28 points a game, right? But you expect your offense to put up about 40 points a game average, and that hasn't been happening. I don't see that happening in the Big Ten. I think it needs to be more of like a 30-20. I don't think this 40, you know, I'm sorry, but if you're if you plan on giving up, Freaking twenty eight points to Northwestern and Indiana and Purdue and all everybody else every game, then you're gonna be giving up fifty, sixty to Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm like, not. I'm not. I'm not talking. I, I'm saying average. So, you know, the terrible teams we should hold to under twenty, whereas you know your Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State. Yeah. You know, you're looking at closer to thirty. But you expect to out, you know, you expect our offense to outscore them. But you know that's not happening, even with the lesser teams, because we are the lesser team right now. Yeah, I mean, Brian, what do you think? You really think us trying to expect to score more than thirty-five points a game every time out is seriously realistic in the Big Ten? I think, on average, I think thirty-eight would probably be. Uh, doable thing if once we get everything rolling for a number to shoot for yeah that's that's what i think they should i don't know i gotta step up for a sec you guys keep talking yeah that's my that's my best guess is 38 i think that's should be attainable if you get the o-line fixed and get this thing humming which is true. That's actually the biggest issue right now is the O-line. Yeah. Oh, God, don't even get me started on the offensive line. <laughs> so if, if they had more time, I mean, any quarterback playing for us right now is, like, terrified to even, you know, hold on to the ball for longer than two seconds because they're in fear that they're going to get freaking nailed. So, you know, they're, they're running scared in the, in the pocket right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, they're seeing ghosts, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I'd like to talk about Adrian a little bit. I like your ghost comment. I think he's seeing too many of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, I think they need to have a serious conversation about pulling the plug, if, if even just for possession or two here and there, just to maybe get him to pull his head out of his butt a little bit. Just, I don't know. It's been, there's been, yeah, he's been under a pressure a lot and he probably is seeing ghosts out there, but there's some throws out there that he's just, he's missing them. He's not seeing the open guys and he's throwing the double coverage and you know, there's plenty of instances where he needs to see the wide open field in front of him and just run for the first down and he's throwing it and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we we well, kind of addressed that after the game. You know, 
my take well, was I thought that he's trying to do too much and he's not keeping it simple, stupid. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he well, did last year. Well, here, I mean, he's not even hitting those swing passes. He's throwing them behind them at, I, at yeah. their feet. I don't know what is going on. I mean, there's something. I mean, you know, Bedro was hitting those no problem the game prior, or even Luke McCaffrey. So is it a mechanics thing, or do you think that the injury is lingering? No, it's, it's all where mental. It's affecting him? It's all mental. Does anyone have, a, have the number for a good sports psychologist at all? By chance. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, where I can't decide. Do you, do you keep handling, handling him with kid gloves or do you put the pressure on him and say, it's time to, time to step up or yeah. you're done. But don't you think, don't you think forcing him to play through crap rather than benching him is, is kind of not handling it with kid gloves though? Like you're forcing him to face faces failures and negativities and fears and all of that all in one and be like, you know what? Just yeah. go out there and learn from it. Yeah, but where do you cut it off? You know, how long do you let the Yeah, how much do you sacrifice the team for it? Yeah. Well, especially yeah. when there's there's games we could have won and we didn't. Well, possibly. Yeah. That's it. That's why they get paid the big bucks, but yeah, I mean, at, from a fan's perspective, it's starting to get pretty old for me. Anyway, that's why we have podcasts. <laughs> yeah, you should get it all off our chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, so during this bye week, what what is successful? What would determine a successful bye week to you guys? Because we know anything that the coaches say, we, we can't believe anymore um, until we see All it right. on the field. So I guess for me, a successful bye week would be getting four more recruits. What do you guys think? Um, okay. That, that's I where like I was going to go. At least one commitment and maybe a yeah. few looking like they're heading in the right direction type of thing. But yeah. Yeah. That's you got to, you, you got to get it. Sorry. No, you're good. You, you got to get out there and, and go recruit. We haven't had a commitment since um, October 8th. Ronald. Uh, and Delancey a decommitted. Was a, well, no, Ronald Delancey was 10, 10, eight. Oh, Rodney yeah, yeah, Gross, yeah, 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 you're right. Rodney Gross committed like four days prior, and then he decommitted like a week later or yeah. two weeks later. But you need to get out there and still try to sell the program because right now it's not looking good. I mean, we only have 13 commitments, and we have one month till the first, you know, uh, signing day. So they, yeah. they really need to get out there and – try to pick up some commitment. I don't think, I know you said four, that seems outlandish, really. No, no. Um, balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. <laughs> but I don't think, I don't see that happening. I'd be happy with one or two I, no. um, at this point. Cause you I can't you know, wait I, for December. Like well, no, that's what I'm trying to say is, you, you know, you would like to fill your class at least what, probably 80, 90% by the first signing day. Because after the first signing day, there's not going to be much left because most everybody are, will have already signed. 
I th- so they need to get out there. I think you got to have them signed by halfway through the year, but that's just my opinion. Um, Brian, I got a two-parter for you. What do you think about the walk-ons that have committed? And if you're out recruiting for Nebraska right now, what do you say to these high school kids? Oh, well, you sell playing time, especially whether it's true or not. You you definitely sell that because that's about all you got at this point because you can't sell them on your success at this point when when you're getting beat by these bad teams and throttled by the good ones. But uh, so like if this was old or, sc- if this was old school NCAA football on like the video game, you would be you would be hammering playing time every single time instead of like coach coach reputation and school tradition. And, you well. Know. We got a lot to sell still, other than playing time, but that's probably going to be their big pitch. But we got the new facilities coming in. Ross was coach of the year, you know, two years ago. So you still sell that. There's there's stuff to sell. But uh, I I think for me, the thing that I would sell is you're going to make money in Nebraska when this NCAA endorsement deal goes through. Yes, that too. That that will be a that'll be a big thing for us. Okay, so yeah. what what do you think about the recruits or the walk-ons that have committed? I don't know a lot about a lot of them, honestly. Yeah, I, I know there's a kid from Aurora that you guys probably know a lot more about. I can't remember his name. You probably know know more than we do. And that's I was about to say, I know nothing about that. We're a ter- we're terrible <laughs> alumni. Yeah, something like that. I want to say. I know who I'll you're talking about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. But um, I think he's got a big brother that went to Kearney and then transferred to Nebraska as a walk-on. If that rings any bell, he had a big brother that is on the team right now. No, um, the only reason why I know Austin Allen's because he grew up in my neighborhood. So, yeah. Um, but I, I guess uh, I don't know. What do you guys? I'm kind of excited about this college football um, endorsement deal. How soon do you think college football comes back? The football game? Yeah. Hopefully next year. I would think your ass here. They've been missing that honeypot for several years now. That's what I'm saying. Everyone thinks I'm crazy for saying it'll be out by next year. Um, And I don't don't think so. Like, that is just a goldmine waiting to happen for EA Sports. And it really wouldn't be all that hard for them to get one out by next year. All they have to do is take their Madden format, change the players, change the schools, and add recruiting. I'm sure they have to software and everything i'm sure they've been waiting for this day for years <laughs> they, yeah. they had the number that come back eventually yeah well you, you're talking about madden that has 30 what is it 30 teams compared right. to 120 not 129 that's that's kind of a big difference you got 129 stadiums to create so <laughs> you hire more people it, it's, it's gonna yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a task but you know what I think the first year, I mean, next year, yeah, they might come out with something, but it might not be the best product, but it doesn't matter. You know how you, you realize that'll be like the hottest selling game 
for well, that year. Well, Jesus, we're out. not talking about Doug Flutie's maximum football here. No, oh God, no. Well, that was atrocious. I bet on that hard, and uh, I mean, it's it's yeah, good for I'll let... it's good for three guys in their basement making it, but. I let you bite on that because I was not about to partake in that. Yeah, it's it's rough. Um, I haven't played it since they've updated it over the last month, but I can't imagine it being. Yeah, I don't think it'll be any better. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I really don't have much else on Huskers. Do you guys? No. No, I think I've covered my rant. <laughs> we we can go you want to go into our picks yeah let's do that you okay. Ryan you want to pick pick against the college pickums sure all right Jane okay. you got to write down the college ones yeah yeah I got it all right um so last week uh we had Adam as our guest and he went uh three for four three well three three and four uh, Andy, you went three and four. I went four and three. What? Um, for oh. the, yeah. Yep. For the year, I'm 35 and 27. You're 26 and 36. Still still well below 500. That's cool. I'll catch up in NFL. Uh, well, you, you're already killing me in NFL, so it's whatever. <laughs> we can talk about it. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, okay, so first game, Baylor minus two at TCU. Andy, go first. Um, give me Baylor. Okay. Brian? I'll take Baylor. All right, I took Baylor too. So we all three agree. Way to, uh, way to copy our picks. Yeah, well, no, mine's already written down. I hear you. Penn State, minus seven at Minnesota. Go, Brian. Penn State. Okay. I took Penn State as well. Key? You know what? Let's throw the boat. Give me flack. <laughs> All righty. Um, okay, K-State plus seven at Texas. I took K-State. Oh, Texas. K-State. Ooh. All right. Next one. This is, this is the biggest game of the year right here. LSU plus six and a half at Alabama. Go T. LSU. Okay. LSU. Right. All right. I took Alabama. Sucker. <laughs> I, I think Maybe. Alabama might. I think Alabama might win, but I think LSU would keep it. I think they'd cover at the very. Yeah, least. I just need. I just need Alabama to score. Or, you know, one. No, LSU's plus. LSU's plus. So if Alabama wins, yeah. they lose. Yeah, Alabama has to win by seven for me to win. No, you said that LSU was plus, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Plus, I'm being dumb. Plus I'm being six dumb. and a half. Yeah, I'm being dumb. Jesus. Alabama's got some right. guys hurt, though. Yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> All right, next one. Iowa plus nine and a half at Wisconsin. Go, Brian. Iowa. Hey. 
I took Wisconsin. Give me Iowa. All right. Next one, Purdue plus two and a half at Northwestern. I went with Northwestern. One of you all go. I don't care who. I'd like Northwestern in that game, too. I'll take Purdue. Okay. All right. Last one. USC plus two at Arizona State. Go, Andy. Uh, What was it again? USC at Arizona. USC plus two. So Arizona favored by two. Arizona or Arizona State? What did I say? I don't know. It's Arizona State. Yeah, give me Arizona State. Okay. Brian? Same. What was that? Same? Okay. I took took USC. Okay. And And that was it? Sweet. All right, moving on to the NFL. All right, so last week we had Adam pick some games. Adam went 6 of 14. I went 7 of 14 total. Jaden went... F- let's, not, let's not do this. What? <laughs> All right, we'll just talk... Well, well, oh, it, no, go ahead. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. The monkey's out of the bottle here. Um, Jaden went yeah. 4 of 14. On my money picks, I went 3 out of 5. Jaden went, went 1 out of 5. So the two, we had three of the same one. That's not true. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Okay, it we both lost on Indy versus Pitt. Yeah. You and lost. Yep, we both lost on that one. But then you also lost on the Jets against Miami. You also lost on Seattle versus Tampa Bay. That's true. And so... Wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, okay. So you lost on Green Bay, you lost on Seattle, you lost on the Jets, and you lost on Indy. And you got Dallas. Yeah, I did get Dallas. I thought, oh, never mind. You had Dallas too, didn't you? No, here's what I had. I lost on Indy. One on Minnesota covering against Kansas City. Kansas City only won by three. The spread was three and a half. I won on Carolina over Tennessee. You took Tennessee in that one. I won on Oakland against Detroit. Lost on Green Bay. So those are mine. Yeah. Okay. All right. You better just check yourself there, sir. All right, you know, you, you tried to screw me over the other week, so. That's not true. You can understand my reasoning. I think you're overreacting a little bit. Okay. Hey, Going into this week, um, Thursday night game, Chargers minus one versus Oakland in Oakland. Brian, who you got? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'll take Oakland. They're actually not terrible for a change. Right. Jaden, who you got? I got the Raiders. All right. Oakland across the board. Um, Pull my mic over here. Okay. 
Let's see. Next one we got is Baltimore minus 10 versus Cincinnati. Jaden. Uh, I got the Ravens. Okay. Brian? Ravens. Yep. Ravens across the board there. Uh, Detroit plus two and a half versus Chicago. I took Detroit. Brian, who you got? Where's it at? Chicago. The Bears. Detroit plus two and a half? Yep. I'll take Detroit. I took Detroit too. All right, that's enough of this. Somebody get some. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, don't, I don't trust Trubisky. Exactly. Yeah, you really – the defense isn't that scary either. Um, but the only thing that scares me in that game is the, beat, the way to beat Chicago is running the ball and carry on Johnson is gone. But I think I think they can do a committee and still keep them off their toes. Um, Kansas City minus three and a half versus Tennessee. Brian. Where's that one at? At Tennessee, Tennessee. and uh, Mahomes is back. Yeah. Mahomes is back, though? Yeah. Okay, I'll, take, I'll take Kansas City, then. Okay. Jaden? Kansas City. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buffalo plus three at Cleveland. Jaden? Buffalo. Oh, me? Uh, I'm, I'm, taking the, I'm taking the Browns. Whoa. I took Buffalo. Brian, you took Buffalo? Yep. Yeah. The Browns. Right, there's our first difference. Browns ain't ready for any anyone this year. Um, let's see. Arizona plus four and a half at Tampa Bay. I think Jaden, you're up. No, I just went. Okay, Brian. Or I'm up. Alright, I give me Tampa Bay since they're at home. I'll take I'll take Arizona. I'm taking Arizona. Okay. I'll take Arizona as well. Okay. Um Giants minus two and a half at the Jets, Brian. Um oh, that's a tough one. I think it's the toughest one to pick. Yeah, it's, it's a toss up. I'll I'll take the Giants. Okay, Jaden. I'm taking the Giants. The goddamn Jets lost to the Dolphins for Christ's sake. <laughs> and that's why I think they're gonna bounce back. Give me all the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Darnold, Darnold's gonna come through. Watch. Uh, Your I'm boy. Starting, yep. I'm starting in fantasy again. He didn't do so hot for me last week. Hey man, he's still got the easiest schedule the rest of the year. Um, yeah. Side note here, Brian. Baker or Darnold for the rest of your life, who are you taking? For the rest of my life, give me Baker. I've uh, never I've never bought him Darnold. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Atlanta plus twelve and a half at New Orleans. Matt Ryan is back. Jaden, you're up. Uh I'm going with Saints. Okay, it's a big line. I know it is, but Falcons are awful. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints yeah. too. Brian? Yeah, give me the, give me the Saints. Okay. 
Um, Miami plus ten and a half at Indy. Brian, I'll take Miami. Nice. They're playing real hard. Nice, Jaden. I took Miami too, just because I didn't know the status of Jacoby. So I don't think we will know until later in the week. So I had no choice but to take Dolphins. Final answer. Final answer. All right. Shout out to Adam and to Jaden. Joby Brissett is playing, so give me Indy at home in the dome. Boom. Lock it in. They'll probably he run is by playing? four. Yeah, he's playing. Oh shit. I looked today and it still said he was questionable. You gotta know where to look. Apparently I did not look in the right spot. Yeah. Okay. Um Carolina plus five at Green Bay. Jaden. Oh, we got two Packer homers here, right? Oh, Brian's a Packer? Yeah. My my wife is a Packers fan. I am an Aaron Rodgers fan. Okay. She won me a okay. Well, either way, <laughs> we now just became best friends. Well, there you go. Yeah, I'm at, uh, I'm yeah. Rodgers all the time. <laughs> Whose go is it? Yours. Oh, yeah, you, Packers. They got to bounce back after that pitiful showing last week. I agree. Um, the way they got embarrassed like that and the way Rodgers called his teammates out in a passive-aggressive way, I think they uh, settled down <laughs> since they're at home in Green Bay. Brian? I'll take Green Bay also. Okay. Um, Rams, minus three and a half versus Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. I'll take the Rams on the road. Now the Rams, the Rams. Are the huh? I'll take the Rams also. Oh, that you are you a Rams fan? You got it, buddy. That's fan right. Fan that's fan. Right. that's right. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. You better hope Cooks gets healthy before them Niners come to town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Niners are good. I'll so you're you're there. taking the Rams then? Yes. All right, Jaden. Who you got? I got the Rams. God damn it. All right. Um, that's all right. The separation really comes from the money picks. So, uh, Minnesota plus two and a half at Dallas Sunday night game. Brian, who you got? Give me Minnesota. Ooh. Okay. Jaden? Cowboys. Yep. I think we all know that Kirk Cousins, uh, What's the word? Yeah, can I take my yep. back? It's prime, it's prime he defecates time. himself it's... in primetime games. So, yep. Yeah, and the way that Dallas, the way that Dallas let the Giants be in that game during the first half, I think they buckled down a little bit this week. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm changing my pick today. I don't think that is that is that allowed? <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Well, you got a minute. You got a minute to change. I think he was with, well within that minute. I'll let him do it because he's a guest, but I will never let you get away with it. <laughs> Only oh. Oh, no. Only if it's a money pick. All right. Fine. Um, Seattle plus six at the Niners Monday night. Brian, go ahead. Oh, 
I'll pick the Seahawks to cover. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think they'll cover. Okay. So I'm, I'm taking Seattle. Jaden, it's in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm taking Seattle. No hesitation there. I am too, um, only because I've picked against the Niners every game this year, and I'm not going to break that now. So. And it's worked out for you. Yep. Okay. So, money picks. Jaden, what do you got? I got Chiefs. I'll be crazy. Giants. Crazy. Lions. Ravens. And the Seahawks. Wow. Did you just totally copy my entire picks this week? Or? Seriously? No. Um, I took Baltimore, Kansas City, Green Bay, Dallas, and Seattle. Okay, so we have two of the same again. Wow. Kind of feel like you're cheating off me, but that's okay. That's only... No, sorry. Three of the same. Okay. Um, this is my this is my chance to catch up. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, we'll move into some fantasy. Brian, um, you've listened to the podcast before. What do you? Who do you like this week in um, fantasy? Oh, I haven't really run a big deep dive into it, so. I don't know if I really have any. All right, I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what. I'll go ahead and run mine down, and you let me know if you agree or disagree. Say, T, T, we just need to make this tease fantasy minute. Well, everyone can chime in. Well, we can. Yeah, All right. I'll, How about you, you, give, you give your advice, and then if we have any rebuttals. Okay. So I'll just rattle off who I like for – Then, of course, this is always for dailies. You know, and um, outside of, like, the locks no matter what, which is, you know, Christian McCaffrey or, you know, something like that. Um, Okay, so for fantasy this week, if I'm going to pair, if I'm going to stack a quarterback and a wide receiver together, um, for the more expensive option, I really like Breeze and Thomas going up against the Falcons. But on the flip end of that, to go... With a cheap quarterback, I really, really like Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston. Jameis is going up against Arizona. He can throw the ball all over them. Say what you want to about Jameis and the Bucks for losing every, you know, most of their games. He puts up numbers every week, so you can't ignore that. Matt Ryan, same thing. I know he's coming back from an injury. I know he's playing the Saints that have a really tough defense, but they're just going to have to – the Saints are going to score all over them, so they have to throw the ball constantly to catch up. And I really like pairing him with Julio if you can afford it. Um, but if you just need a cheap, a cheap quarterback for the week, I like Matt Ryan and I like Jameis. Um, as far as running back goes, I really like Mark Ingram versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati's, I'm pretty sure, have moved their way into having the worst rushing defense. I think the I think Miami finally passed them for second to last or third to last. So. I like Mark Ingram there. Um, I really also like Ronald Jones against Arizona. Even though I feel like the Bucks are going to throw on him, Ronald Jones is really getting a lot more playing time from Bruce Arians. 
And Arizona, you can, you can run the ball on them as well. Um, so I really like Ronald Jones there for a cheaper option. And then lastly, for running backs, I like Josh Jacobs against the Chargers. I kind of feel like that pass rush is going to be coming in strong after they had a great game against uh, Green Bay. And so I kind of feel like they're going to really over override the pass rush. And they're going to be able to run Jacobs up the middle quite a bit. And he's he's one of those guys that he not only gets quantity um, and touches, but he's he's able to shake through tackles um, and through the middle, unlike, I'd say, about 50% of the backs in this league. So I really like him in that matchup there. Um, receivers, I talked about Julio. I really like Tyreek Hill this week. Um with Mahomes back going up against Tennessee. I can't remember who Tennessee's best corner is, um, but Tyreek Hill's pretty unmatchable. But if you don't feel 100% comfortable with taking Hill there, um, I do also like Watkins to get some touches in that game also. And then last um, wide receiver I got is Manuel Sanders against Seattle. Now, I would have picked a Seattle wide receiver here, but with Josh Gordon playing this week, I kind of feel like it's going to be really tough to predict who they're going to go to. And Russell Russell's smart enough to not just throw to just Lockett or Metcalf. He will distribute that ball if need be. But the, the guy that I like in that game is Emmanuel Sanders. No matter how good the, the Niners' defense is, Seattle is still going to score. And the Niners are going to have to pass the ball in order to catch up with Seattle. And Emmanuel Sanders has been having really great chemistry with Jimmy ever since he came over. So I kind of feel like Jimmy's, he's kind of Jimmy's new security blanket um, after George Kittle. So I really like Emmanuel Sanders to step up in that game. As far as tight end goes, I really like Hunter Henry against Oakland. Oakland is constant constantly for the past three years been one of the worst defenses against uh, tight ends specifically. So I don't necessarily like the Chargers a bunch in that game. I do really like them going to Hunter Henry uh, a bunch up the middle. And then the last tight end that I got is Mark Andrews going up against the Bengals. Um, Cincinnati, they're just going to be able to do whatever they want to against that team. So Take take all the Ravens that you can. And then defense, I like Baltimore's defense as well. So you guys got any opinions on those? Nothing on those. I got a couple I'd add, though. All right, go ahead. Okay, I got a couple of young running backs. David Montgomery for the Bears going against the Lions. I like him. Devin Singletary, a Buffalo Bills youngster. I think two of they playing again. They're going against Cleveland. Yep. Both of them, I would think, in daily would be somewhat cheap. And I think they're both. Maggie finally smarted up and figured that he should be giving Montgomery the ball more. And he's been tearing it up lately. And Singletary had a really nice week last week. He got, I think, I want to say 60-some percent of the carries yep. opposed to Gore. Yeah, and over and, over 100-some yards. Yeah, those are, those are two guys I would think would be – fairly reasonable price range that could could have big weeks and another guy i like is uh the colts wide receiver pascal i think zach pascal Mm -hmm. 
and they're, they're playing the Dolphins, so if the set's good to go, I think T.Y. Hilton's out. He'd be... He is still out. That's a good call. So, I only know those because they're on my fantasy team, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like their matchups this week, so... No, that was that was, those are really good. Those are really good cheap options. Um I kind of I kind of wasn't really I kind of didn't really throw too many cheap options out there, so that was that was that was nice. I really needed that. So, that's good. Good insight. Jaden, why don't you come correct with something like that? Well, you know, uh the, the only thing I have is uh <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, he's not going to be cheap, but wow, yeah, but he, he slaughtered he slaughtered me last yeah. week. I want to. He does that. have a great matchup this week. Yes, he's against the Packers, and the Packers' run defense is god awful. Um, Atrocious. So that 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 that's my take. Okay, I'd say that's a, that's a safe bet. Wait. Yeah, Way to bring in the hottest take bet. of the year and telling everyone to take Christian McCaffrey. Which is very unfortunate because I play Killian this week and he has Christian McCaffrey. I'm fucked. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah Who's New England play this week? Or they got a bye. Yeah, they're on a they bye. bye. There's like six teams on a bye this week. I, I yeah. was going to say play their defense because they've scored like 20 points every week. But I guess they're not going to score if they're not playing. So. Nope, there I are on a bye. Maybe a little Lamar Jackson too. I think he'll be. A, oh yeah, yeah, going against having Cincy. a heyday against yeah. the Bengals. Yeah, he's going to run, throw, do whatever yeah. he wants. Pretty much. So I did have a couple of NFL topics to cover really fast. Um, All right. First one is Darnold's playing really bad. So weird. I'll go ahead and uh, admit I was wrong so far on him. I'm not going to say I'm wrong lifetime, but for now. But to be fair, you being a Baker homer, Jaden, this year um, hasn't really panned out for you. Let's get this. Let's get this straight. I'm not a Baker homer. I just think Baker is better than Darnold. Why? He has OBJ. He has OBJ, he has Jarvis Landry, he has Nick Chubb, and he still can't do anything more than what Darnold does. And Darnold has nothing. He has Le'Veon Bell. Stop it. I oh, no, both... mister. You, you thought Le'Veon Bell was the greatest thing in the world last year. I thought he'd have a better year than he was. Yeah. I think they both have terrible O-lines, and they're both equally terrible right now but i think long term i'm i'm with jade and i think bakers i just don't trust usc quarterbacks i never have and darnold's kind of proven me right on that i don't think he looks exactly okay well when you guys are done making out with each other i'll go ahead and move (laughs) on to the next topic So the second one that I had was uh, Darren Waller has now had two bad weeks in a row. Bad weeks for him. They're, they're still like middle of the run pack for for tight ends, but it, they've been two bad weeks for him. And I feel like a lot of teams are starting to key in on him. So um, what do you think the Raiders do to counter that? 
sign Antonio Brown. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that, that's that's crazy. <laughs> We're really getting. I don't know, deep but now. I need Darren Waller to start stepping it up because he's on my fantasy team and. Excuse you. Me. Excuse you. To be fair, had I not pointed him out preseason to you, you wouldn't have him and you wouldn't have gotten this far in the, at your tight end okay, position. Okay, let's be fair here. I had O.J. Howard. How's and, that working out for you? Well, not very good. Okay. So, okay I, got, I got one for you. Pick up T.J. Herndon if he is still available. Chris Herndon. Yeah. The Jets tight end. Chris McDonald Herndon. Has, he has a crush on Herndon. And if he gets healthy, there's a good, oh, good yeah. option. Oh, yeah. That's his security blanket for sure. Yep. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I already dropped OJ Howard. So I need a backup tight end. Yeah. Go get Herndon. He's he's due to step up. And they, they got an easy schedule. So um, Foles is coming back, which I think drops DJ Chark's value and boosts DD Westbrook's again because. As as tight as Minshew and Chark are, that's how tight Westbrook and Foles are. What do you guys think? Right. No, I agree with that. I mean, you know, there there's this there's a certain time. You know, Minshew and Chark had his. They, they have their thing, whereas Foles and uh, Westbrook have their thing. So, if, if Foles comes back, I think Chark's going to go. You know, his numbers are going to. He's decline, already coming back. They Westbrook, already announced it. Right. So I think Westbrook's numbers are going to start to go up and you're going to see uh, charts decline. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm on board. Okay. Um, I really didn't have anything else for NFL topics other than going to our Facebook. Our one Facebook question yeah, you gotta, of you the gotta week give it up. that Adam posted... Although, a bunch of people commented on it, so... But it was his post. It was his post, though. So, so he, he's got... We let Adam win, all right? He won. No, the fans let Adam win. Okay, the fans let Adam win. Adam, Adam, you won, buddy. Kind of. And I I'm guess while it, we're I'm talking... Giving it, I'm giving it. While we're talking about Adam, he did call the Broncos beating the Browns. I know, when you call them fucking retarded. I gotta stop saying that. Yeah. Okay, moving on. His question was, who is the MVP at this point in the season? My vote would go to Christian McCaffrey. I don't not agree with that. Um, Jaden's hot take was Ryan Fitzpatrick, which I love. (laughs) Um, because Adam's a Dolphins homer, so I love that. Um, one guy said A.B. Um, Kurt actually put a realistic answer and said Russell Wilson, which I I like that one too. Um, another guy, Sean, said Lamar. Um, so between CMC, Wilson, Lamar, and let's say Deshaun Watson. Who you guys think? Wait, what were the I choices? CMC, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, or Deshaun Watson. Okay. 
I'm going with Russell Wilson on that choice. Okay. I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey with Lamar Jackson as a very close second because what they mean to their teams, I think, is I think if either of them went down, both of their teams would be god awful. So I think the Seahawks have a more talented team. And I think if Russell went down, they'd still be somewhat okay. Whereas the other two, well, I think it would it would get ugly. Who who's the backup in Seattle? I honestly, don't even know. Uh, Me neither. Uh, oh, I I do know. It's uh, Paxton Lynch. Are you sure so, he's not the third maybe string? That would get ugly, I guess. <laughs> Are you sure he's not the third string? I want to say they had another uh, rushing quarterback. Let me look. The Ravens got RG3. Yes. Maybe they wouldn't be so terrible. He could maybe pull some magic out of his hat again. Possibly. He should be healthy by now. I know the Panthers, though. If if something happens to McCaffrey, they would get it real bad. Oh, yeah, they're done. Well, here's the problem. The Panthers really aren't that good right now. Geno Smith. That's yeah. who it is. I knew it was somebody else that's a rusher. Geno Smith. Who? Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Yeah, that's that, – that, no. That would be god-awful. All right, let's look at Deshaun Watson, um, Texans. Wow, he's, he's a stud for sure. That's going to be a close race this year. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if if any of them got it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. yeah. And Mahomes, Mahomes is going to get right back in it too once he gets back and I don't, starts rolling. It's tough to say with him because um, Matt Moore came in and did relatively okay. Like I think you gotta, you know, give Andy Reid some credit there. Right. Oh my God! Deshaun Watson's backup is AJ McCarron. <laughs> yeah, not good. Not good. That at might all. be worse than Seattle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all you got to do is rush him. So. Yep. All right. Uh, you guys got anything else to add? No. All right. Well. Thank you once again for listening. Please go like, share, subscribe, all of that. And um, special thanks to our guest Brian this week. And uh, hope you enjoy it. See you later. Go Big Red.